Skunk it. What is your favourite right. multiple personality movie? A movie about multiple personalities. How many are there? I've got my answer. What's your answer? Fight Club. Oh, fuck, it's a good one. <laughs> um, oh, I, yeah, I forget that counts, yeah. Yeah, that counts because he... Well, for spoilers for Fight Club if you haven't seen Fight Club. I feel Club. like if you haven't seen fight club you probably aren't going to be listening to this <laughs> or you don't really care about yeah fight there's club. a certain echo if you're going to listen to <clears throat> two random guys sit and chat about movies you've probably seen there's i feel like there's a checklist of a few that you've probably seen i'd say uh, fight club's probably pretty close to the top but fight club that would be a one i'd think of hmm. um because i was wondering that myself how many films are there about multiple personalities I'm stumped off the top of my head I can't think no but there must be there must be some mm. I feel like they are the plot twists of I don't know it's it feels like there should be more there's probably I really thought you, yeah I thought you really had something and then you've named me one my, <laughs> my favourite one is Split because <laughs> I can't think of any other ones and um, this one will have to do I, do you know what? It'll probably uh, occur to us which ones they are after we start recording. I was like, that's a multiple personality <clears throat> one. Yeah, that's we'll probably one. Google it. Ah, you could do. Because we live in 2017. We do. The internet. We could Google it now, but that always seems to cause problems <laughs> with the recording. <laughs> so we're going to leave it. We're going to avoid the Googles. Rare. Um, yeah, well, what's up, people of Peopleton? Welcome to Second Opinion Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Jones, and the man with me with his own multiple personalities, 23 to be exact, Scott Morrison's. <laughs> Keep them all under control. Uh, I've been letting this one do most of the work for some time. Now. My your, your Australian one's my favourite personality. My Australian one might. You want me to keep that one out? Yeah. Keep that one out for the well, whole review. How about if I do it? Will it be a little bit offensive, maybe? <laughs> for like for, yeah, for our Australian <laughs> for, for our, for our Australian international. For our, for our friend who's listening who might have an Australian relative somewhere out there. Everyone seems to have an Australian relative. I don't have any Australian relatives. I don't, I don't think so. My granddad went to Australia for a while, I guess. <laughs> No, we like, yeah, not like, not like uh, a holiday. I don't have any Australian re- re- uh, relatives. My friend Christian just got back from a holiday there. I don't know if that... No, counts. it wasn't like a holiday. It was like a like a, like a a work thing. He was out there for like a year okay. working in... Aust- like he lived and worked in Australia. It wasn't a holiday. In the Aussie land, mate? Aye. Um, Walking the eight back, maybe? <laughs> uh, in case... This is a natural second opinion episode. In case you are unaware, mm. we uh, take a film... Um, and we, uh, one of us um, takes it down, and one of us tries to defend it. Yeah, this uh, one might be a bit different though, because we just saw this, aye, and neither of us know what we really thought of it. No, but I feel like you can defend it. I'll attack it as a as a as a default. I don't know if I can. I mean, yeah, okay, I'll do my best. I mean, I kind of gave you. We walked out of the film. You didn't tell me what you thought. No, but I was like, initial thoughts. It was great. I really enjoyed myself. I thought it's, there was just a lot to take in. It's nonsense. Yeah. But you know what? Like, if you're going into that looking for realism, believability, probably the wrong movie. I think 
you like I know it's it's not I know it's not like a like oh you just let you just let your brain do the bloody like, turn your brain off like I hate that but I do think if you if some like I haven't watched reviews or anything I don't know if this movie is considered good but um I think if if people were criticizing it because of how kind of ridiculous it is like the set you're aware what the setup mm. is when you go into the, like before you're going into the film so if you're not willing to buy into that then the movie's already lost you Aye. but if you're willing to just buy into it i personally i had a blast watching this film i thought it was wonderful <laughs> the trailer has james mcavoy acted in like a nine-year-old child named hedwig, hedwig. If you're... which is an odd choice for a name i mean, maybe it is based but on i watched a film last nostalgia. night weirdly enough called the daughter and if I, the daughter was called Hedwig or it was some kind of eight, it was some kind of name like that. And it just, I was like, whoa, what, what the, a twofer doing the Hedwig marathon. <laughs> and the next thing I'll watch the eight Harry Potter movies and we'll be, we'll be all the way. Um, I like, um, like we, cause this is a unique episode for us in the fact that we've actually had, we reviewed a trailer for it. And now we're reviewing the film. Yeah, we... Yeah. We... Because we, we had a big discussion of whether the film was going to take itself seriously. Seriously. And I was of the opinion that I don't think it was. And you are of the opinion... It, I thought it was taking itself seriously. It could take itself seriously. Okay, how are you feeling now? I am still not 100% sure, even though we just saw I'm the film. I'm also still... I don't... I definitely don't think you can make that film and not see the the, the side side of it you know what i mean well there it's... was humor with it mm. they did have humor so i don't think it was entirely especially the hedwig serious. character i that hedwig yeah. had a lot of humor yeah. and it wasn't like creepy humor they could have they could he could have easily tried to make hedwig uh the uh creepy character but um they like they they play it up for laughs maybe we should do a, a story i was about to say a plot so i also wanted to because i wonder if the mic's picking up me going Every now and again, it's because we're recording this on bloody Rabbi Burns night. Rabbi Burns night. And so we're just enjoying ourselves a nice little whiskey. Aye. Because, you know, it's late. It's, what is it, half eight? Half eight? Half eight at night. I've, n- I've never stayed up this we're late. We're enjoying ourselves a nice little dram. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talk about a movie we saw earlier Ah, we, we, we live a stone throw away from air, Shire. Yep. That's Rabbi Burns. That's it, he lived there. He grew Aye. up there. So... I believe it was in... Uh, Mochlin. 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 I believe Rabbi Burns Rabbi had a wee... He was birthed there. <laughs> Good on him. Birthed. Conceived, birthed, and educated. Good on him. Good on him. Anywho. But yeah, that was just in case there's a, a sound of... Some clinking. just wanted to make it clear that people... You are not snorting I'm cocaine. not snorting cocaine. Like, not this episode. <laughs> Another thing about fucking split was... <laughs> oh, Danny, we have to run somewhere instead. <laughs> Let's leave the talking of movies for later. <laughs> There's running needs doing. So, so yeah, give us, a, give right. us your best. Well, Split is about three girls who uh, come from a birthday party and they are kidnapped by... James McAvoy's characters. Oh. See what I did there for this at the end. James McAvoy kidnaps him and traps him in this basement place that you don't know where it is. Uh, and he, there is, he has a multiple personality disorder, which um, he has twenty-three personalities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
over the course of the film you have to try uh they're trying to they're, they're being freaked out and there's some flashbacks going on and some stuff with some therapists so the the as it goes on the, the plot unravels yeah, there's kind of two plots going on there's three plots going on yes yes I corrected you. What's the third one again? <laughs> the third one's the flashback with. Um, oh, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah when yeah. Uh, the main character, which they forget about a little bit, but we'll get into that. Yeah, um, just for, uh, off the bat, um, it does not take long for this film to get to that. Not at all. No, like it's like two, no, one scene before the kidnapping. They happens. use the opening scene to establish that <laughs> the main character is a bit of an outcast. Nobody really likes her. That's about a two-minute-long scene hmm. with like people kind of bad-mouthing her at a party, and then boom, you're right into car yeah. park. James McAvoy gets in the car. The weirdest bit of acting I've ever seen comes from—I don't know the names of the actresses, but <clears throat> the blonde one. All right, <laughs> is p- pardon me, sir. I think you have the wrong car. <laughs> Do you know what? On a, in her defense, I don't know what else you'd think. Because you're not going to go, oh my god, we're being kidnapped by this guy who's got into the car and hasn't done anything yet. You'd probably more likely think, oh, this is a strange guy who's got in the car for I some guess so, reason. But I think it's something that M. Night Shyamalan has kind of gotten wrong recently is some of his dialogue. There's that bit. I felt like there should have been more panic in her voice. Oh, okay, and it's also a bit that it really stuck out to me was later, at the very end of the film. So there'll be spoilers for this review. Yeah. At the very end of the film... Um, is what it's when the zookeeper that's a bloody plot twist we'll get to <laughs> the zookeeper comes in and sees the girl in the cage and he's like what are you doing in this part of the bit the bit the he's like what are you doing in this part of the underground base <laughs> oh. and it's like surely the real authentic way to deliver that line would be something like what the hell Fuck are you doing here hell? how the hell did you get here why are you holding a and shotgun it's, just, it's so clunky and odd and i think it's most apparent in those two but like yeah, right from the get-go. And like, Excuse me, Sarah, I think you have the wrong car. I was like, oh, no. No. <laughs> like, there's just no kind of panic to it. It's... I, I, I don't know. If I'd been on set, hey, I'm night, maybe just a... Maybe just another take, maybe? Uh, just so we have options. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he doesn't... That's the first scene, and he um, sprays him and kidnaps him right there in the second scene. Hmm. Um, Which, I'm curious as to why he sprays the two in the back. And doesn't immediately spray the girl in the front of the Aye. And he waits until she tries to get out of the door to spray her. And I was like, well, what was his plan there? Was he going to let her run? <laughs> what was... I don't know. Or was he just going to be like, you be complacent? Like, because yeah. presumably he doesn't want them to know where they're going. No. It's odd. It's just odd. Odd choices. Odd little choices like it, that. Yeah, there's a little, there's, there is little stuff in this that you're like... It's kind of bizarre. The, I found really bizarre um, a few scenes later when they wake up and it's the three girls and they're like, what should we do? What should we do? And the two the two other girls, the two girls that aren't the protagonists are like, we should attack him and overpower him. We should do that. And like, if we do that, um, we'll escape. Yeah. And the main girl's like, no, that'll never work. She, he's far too strong. She's and a I'm, donor. She's a I, I was, <laughs> was kind of like, why would you not try that though? Mm. There's three of you. Even there's one of him. There is three of you guys. Mm. Like, even if he was particularly strong, you'd have you'd stand a good chance of overpowering him. Something else I also thought was weird was she wakes up after the two of them. Yeah. Yet when they're talking about trying to take him on, 
she's like, oh, he's really strong. I saw him carry one of you to the bed as if it was nothing. No, no, it was when, um, that's when uh, he tries to carry the woman out. When he tries, to, when he tries to carry one of the girls out, because he, um, he goes, you first, he picks her up, he takes her out and he wants her to dance naked. Oh, okay, of course. But yeah. like, um, she pees herself because mm-hmm. he's OCD, so that freaked him out. And he put that. It's that point where she uh, he carries her. I then. thought that was some kind of defense mechanism for what? <laughs> so, like pee yourself. I was like what? <laughs> no, it's because he. <laughs> that makes more sense. It was though. it was uh, more subtle because like he it was very obvious from. No, that he uh, has OCD. He yeah, has OCD. That's good setup. Yeah, yeah, that's good. He was uh, he, he even in the car in the second scene in the car he um, puts away the rubbish that was left mm-hmm. on top of the um, uh, in the car. Yeah. So like it was set up so that that's how the other girl knew, um, knew to do it. But she's like smart. But like surely she would go. Do you know what, girls? I agree with you that our best way out of here is to do that. Otherwise, one we could all get plucked off one by one, raped, killed, and mm. um, whatever mm. else he might have in plan. Because it seems yeah they write. It's as if M Night Shyamalan wants to write off that. the idea of them fighting back. But like, why not just have a scene of them trying to fight him? That's the like that. That's how you initiate it, and just initiate that he's much more powerful than them. Aye. And then you're all then you're all good. You don't have to have this weird kind of oh no I don't wanna because it'll never work. And you're like oh we gotta give it a bash. Ah. So I was like there's a perfectly good vase in that bathroom. Yeah, that's Sma- I thought about the vase. Smash the, I vase the vase and stab him with the vase. Yeah, right. <laughs> I thought about that. You could smack that off the back of his head, and then the um, all three of you could really fucking give it give him a good punch in. Get loudy, yeah. Once you get him on the ground, get the pillow over his face fucking yeah. sort him out thinking this through too much aren't we <laughs> and then you'd be then that would be the end of the movie they would walk they would eventually walk out and everything would be fine um what did, did uh, so well, we just we should talk about James McAvoy yeah he's the buddy golden boy of this movie he's the Aye. He's, 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 this film's like his film like in terms of performance yeah. there's not really much everyone else, else is around him he was great he's good he's bloody great Aye. every personality I was like totally i believe this it was cool uh towards <clears throat> the end when you see him switch between the personalities mm, and mm. like he was convincing you were like yeah i can tell when and when one personality ends and the next one begins um it's kind of even just saw like the change the kind of changes between De- the dennis persona and the female persona who i've forgotten the name of i uh, patricia the switch- yeah patricia because so like, they're both quite kind of similar Aye. But the switches between them, you always kind of knew when he was playing which one. But except for, which I think it worked, is there's a scene when he's meant to be, is it uh, Barry? Yeah. And the psychiatrist knows that it's not the Barry persona she's talking to. And you're like, there's certain things he does that are very Dennis-like, and then there's certain things that he does that are very Patricia-like. I was like, that's cool, because it's kind of throwing you for a curveball, and you're like, fuck, which one is it that's, that's, that's in control? I thought he was great. I thought he was really the Hedwig one is obviously like a little bit. It's a little bit silly. Aye, but there's a there's a genuine creepiness to it, especially the first time you see him when he's just sitting in the doorway staring at him with a big smile. And yeah, I I thought he was great. Really liked him. Aye, everyone else in this. Uh, I thought the because there's one of the plots is um, ba- um, James McAvoy's character keeps going to see his therapist. Uh, one of his, uh, of his, some of his other personalities are trying to reach out to the therapist to help mm. stop all the evil things happening, but like he keeps coming along and like, nah, I'm fine pretending to be the the leader personality, Barry. And the therapist as an actress, she's fun. She's uh, she does a, a good job of just being 
um, the therapist lady. She, there's not much. Yeah, she's fine. She's um, very she's kind of just old character Aye. in an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Very similar, not dissimilar to the old people in The Visit. Aye. His last one. Um, <clears throat> the three girls. You don't really like. There's three girls, and you get the main one. Mm. And the other two, you don't really might as well not have been there. Yeah, <laughs> eventually they get locked in separate rooms, so almost like the plot then doesn't have to worry about yeah, them. Yeah, that they're... that was what I felt as well. Yeah. Um, in fact, I they... guess I mean it is literally they go. They, he goes so out of his way to completely ruin the. Oh, they could overpower him. Hmm. He goes out. He, it seems like he does go very much out of his way. To make that clear that there's no way that can happen. Aye. And as I said, it could all have been dealt with in one scene. When in the opening scene, they try to overpower him and he just fucking lays them out. Like, And then separates them and that could have been quicker as well. Sure, yeah. Because it's two different instances of them needing to be separated. But which the, the film strips them of most of their clothes, then separates them so that you know there's there's no other purpose for them. They're in a different room. Yeah. The don't only, worry about them. Don't worry. We, We're we've... focused on the protagonist right uh, <laughs> Um, something, something that I wanted to, that I was thinking about. This is kind of a little bit off topic, I guess, from what we're talking about. But so the first time, uh, first time you you become aware that he's got different personalities. <coughs> he is obviously they're looking through the keyhole and they're like, "There's a woman," and he's having a conversation between Dennis and what was her name? Patricia. Patricia. But you don't see the you don't see the changes. Obviously, it sounds like Dennis Aye. is somewhere else, and they're all like, "Oh, there's another person," and you're like, "Oh, there's two people," and then they walk up to the door, and James McAvoy's standing there in a dress. You know from obviously the trailer for the movie, and you know the movie you're going to see is about that character mm. who has split personalities and stuff. How do you do? You feel that? Do you feel they build up that twist, or do you think it's like? we know everybody's here to see Already it. Already knows like, it. Just more more what I was trying to get, I was like, I, how difficult do you think it is to still deliver a moment like that effectively when everyone in your audience knows exactly what's about to happen and knows why they're there and what film they're there to see? I think the problem will be the reverse. Like, they, they probably built this moment and the real film was probably written as if nobody knows that this character has multiple personality disorder and then it's deciding how to market it because you want to sell it on James McAvoy as an actor who can mm. play 20 what what they kind of suggest is 23 yeah he su- they people. suggest 23 but what is it you see him play about 8 maybe i uh, you don't you don't see him play very many um but like um they would probably write that and then they would try and when when they come to marketing, they would have to like reverse engineer that and like re look at the film edit and go, well, because like even though um, they show the reveal and you could almost play it off as something really strange happening, it's like what's going on? Why is he dressed as a woman at this point? And then they cut to the therapist uh, like explaining yeah. multiple personality disorder. I remember when I first saw the trailer, got that line was laughable when it's like. There are 23 different personalities living inside Kevin's body. And it's like, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> uh, in the context, it makes a little more sense because what <clears throat> she's doing is she's given a Skype conference to a university in Paris. Mm-hmm. So like it does, it sounds expeditional, but like when you, I suppose when you're doing a lecture to a university class, yeah. of course it's going to sound expeditional. But in the trailer, it does sound like, yeah. why are you over explaining this? It seems very bizarre. Everybody laughs her off. Yeah. Like, nobody's into it. They're like, 23? You off your nut, mate? That can't happen. No, I feel so. like they're not laughing off um, the 
23 personalities is impossible. I think they're laughing off that she thinks it's a good thing. Mm. She thinks it might be a good thing that these have 23 personalities. Um, and they're kind Living of... inside Kevin's body. <laughs> I don't know what that voice is. And they're kind of like, what are you talking about? It's a disease. Mm. Like, it's a mental disease. Mm. <clears throat> um, I would say, yeah, like, definitely thought, other than, uh, obviously that twist room knows what's coming, but props to the movie for setting up kind of... Obviously, at the end, the reason he doesn't kill her is because she was abused as a child. And hey, he was abused as a child. They're the like, two plot twists. They do set that up quite yeah. nicely. I, did, I honestly like didn't think that would be the way they got out of it. I assumed she would just kill him. Um, no, I kind of wondered if they were going down that route because he does talk about... Um, he talks quite like openly at one point about the fact that the reason he started with the split personalities was Aye. Dennis was there it didn't, to protect him. It didn't him. seem like it was going to be a coincidence <clears throat> that they both had yeah, the no, same that's problem. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, uh, I like I like the reveal of that because um, like it's they go to these um, flashbacks which uh, seem to set up two things. Uh, the main character, the main girl, she uh, in her background she apparently. Um, uh, went hunting quite often with her dad and her uncle, mm. and you're and they go hunting, and, and her dad um, teaches him uh, teaches her, his little girl how to how defeat use, a beast. Yeah. And you're like, and then when it comes to the end, she gets hold of a um, shotgun. You're yeah. like, oh, so that must be building up to show. Yeah, that's how she knows how to shoot. That's it. They blame. Uh, they, yeah. And they... then, then, second of all, they reveal in a really disturbing scene when you're watching it, and you start to realize what's happening. Uh, that her uncle throughout all this time has been uh, was mm. molesting her, and when you get to the end of the film, when you find out she's still with her uncle, all, like yeah, her the way she acts all makes a lot of sense. Aye, and she's still being molested. Um, we presume. Mm. They, it seems um, the back, uh, flashbacks set both of them up, and it seems like it can't be a coincidence that they're both suffering from the same thing. That's true. Uh, I'm, I've always said though, I'm I'm bad at twisty stuff. I'm um, bad at like I'm I'm so in, just invested in watching the film that the first time around I'm always like <gasps> even, if <it's, laughs> even if it's the most obvious thing in the world. Fucking when we saw the when I you, you haven't seen the accountant have you? No. There's a twist in the accountant, and I had a big rant when we came out of that <laughs> film about how I didn't feel that that twist was I didn't think that was justified because they didn't set it up well enough. And my two friends are like, we the minute that character was on screen, we we knew what was going to happen. And I was like. Fuck you guys, right? I'm just trying to enjoy the movie. <laughs> there, um, and like, I'm not like, maybe, um, I can't remember because I feel like he does as the beast talks about the impure and stuff. The beast. Um, but like, I'm like, it just clearly wasn't a coincidence. I thought it was clever how they set it up because, as I said, they they go through this weird. One of the his personalities is kind of really sexually perverted mm. where he, he likes watching naked girls mm. dance and he goes through this really uncomfortable thing of telling these girls to take off clothes yeah. and it started becoming really weird how many times she, he told the main girl to take off clothes and but she not, seemed to be wearing he's, them he's doing that because they're dirty and he's got OCD. no he no he wants to do that because he's per, uh, perverted though that they, that's what they explicitly say that they say that he um likes watching naked girls dance but he's not making them die. He takes their clothes so he can clean them because they get dusty. I assume that but was that's because a of his pretense. OCD. I'm, I'm, I assume that was a pretense for also oh, wanting that as well. Who'd have thought we'd have split readings of split? 
But like, because I always thought that's what it was, and it was a very strange moment where it seemed. No, to see, because ev- the only no, because I thought the only time he does that is the opening with the first time he does it, and then Pat- Patricia explicitly explicitly tells Dennis he's not allowed to do that, and he even says to them, he's like, I understand now, you're sacred, you're you're sacred food for the beast. Oh yeah. So right. I assume that when he takes their clothes away from them. That's because they're he always he always specifically says, "Oh, you've got dust on them, or you've got something on them," and you, it's set up obviously that he's got OCD. So I assumed that that was him cleaning the clothes to keep. I thought it was him struggling to deal with that perversion. Uh, well, because it's agree to what, bloody disagree. What was interesting was it was kind of becoming strange that every time he <clears> got, um, told the uh, main protagonist to take her top off, she, she seemed to have another clothes. top on. Yeah, a lot of layers. And it was um, very warm at that, at that <laughs> party. And it was kind of a strange moment of like, is it maybe something in the actress's contract where she didn't want to take off, mm. she didn't want to have any sort of like any sort of sexualization of herself or anything. But like eventually they they reveal it that she's got all of these scars on it um, from her being molested and that's where the realization of um, James McAvoy's character comes from. Oh my God, you're you've been abused like mm-hmm. I have. You're in uh, like in a very similar way. So I thought that was clever the way they built that up because um, they even acknowledge it at one point. Hedwig's like um, you wear a lot of um, you wear a lot of uh, no, it's like. Hector says you wear a lot of t-shirts or something like that yeah. and it's kind of like what a weird plot point that we've got. What, mm. what is what is happening for this one um, but I thought that was clever they built that up as well something I thought wasn't there was a part I thought was really kind of badly done not badly done but so it established when he transformed because the whole part, purpose of this film is that they're all the personalities are preparing for the arrival of the beast, some of them which is this 24th personality that's Aye. supposed to be super strong and can climb anything like Slipknot from Suicide Squad and <laughs> he can, can climb anything. do all these things he's just a fucking tank of pure muscle they're all waiting for him to come he does show up aye you see him he's bloody running about oh he's so quick look at him he's so bloody quick there's a bit when she comes into the room and James McAvoy is climbing the wall hmm. and he climbs the wall and he climbs over the doorway and then drops down to the floor what was he climbing that wall for? <laughs> he's, he's, the only reason he's doing that is because M. Knight thought, this will be a cool shot. Like, this will be a cool... She walks into the room, he's climbing the wall. What's he bloody up to? M. Knight <laughs> thought that'd be great. But, like, it's not... It, it has no he's purpose. not doing it for anything. Yeah, he's just climbing the wall and it's really weird. Just proving he can. It's That was literally it. It was just proving that he could. Which, I don't think... I think if it had just... If you if the first time you saw it was kind of the, that bit when he's running along, crawling along the railings or something... You know, when he's uh, crawling along the pipes Aye. and smashing the light bulbs. I'd have been satisfied with that. Because it's like, what he's doing? But just to have him... It's like a, it's like a good 45 seconds. <laughs> just like watching him <laughs> climb a wall. And you're like, where's he going? What's he do-? Like, she's got plenty of time. She could just... Well, he's already climbing the wall. Danny, um, your hair's doing all kinds of things right now when you, you just ran your hair. <laughs> I, I, I the... put my hair, uh, hand through my hair and it's gone mental. Um, you're all good now. You're sorted. Um, back to looking good. <laughs> little fantastic, Mister Fox. Aye, this whiskey's good. Oh, the ice is mad. Anyway, what were you saying? Told me to leave you alone. Someone about a wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So what point we at? So, so I was talking. We were talking about things that get set up. 
Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I... Because I'm... Obviously, we are very, very aware that M. Night Shyamalan loves a good twist. He, he loves, loves a, a bloody good twist. twist, doesn't he? But I tell you what, this film didn't have any major ones, except no. for... Bar for the one we'll get to at the end. We'll get to the... We'll get, <laughs> we'll get to it! Much like the... Scott! We'll get to it! We're not talking about the scene! <laughs> Much like the, um... Much like the film itself, we'll save that till the very last moment. Yeah. And you'll all be confused. Because <laughs> we... It was so funny to listen to... No, right, we'll wait till the end. We'll yeah. wait till the end to get to that bit. Anyway. Um, but apart from that, it, it, the film is fairly straight. It doesn't have many plot twists. You no. do, it has reveals. It reveals that the main protagonist is was molested. Um, but, but that's not like an earth-shattering... No, it's not a twist. That's no, it's, it's like, like a, just a, a, a reveal. Plot a reveal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Plot progression, a reveal. It has, that's what I'm saying. It has reveals, but it doesn't have twists. Because yeah. um, I was... I was trying to figure i was like is there going to be a big twist here at some point i was like is me is i was thinking about the location of where they are which is a reveal but not a twist i was like is it going to be is maybe the location is going to be in his mind i wondered at one point um if uh there was going to end up being 23 james mcavoy's because for a longest time the film doesn't show you ever switching personalities mm, so um and they go through the cl- um they're looking through the keyhole and they only show you one james mcavoy but he's looking somewhere and I was like, is it? Like, I was thinking through all of these ridiculous plot twists going. Because I've seen The Village now, thanks to Second Opinion. Mm. I know that M. Night Shyamalan's not above ridiculous plot twists. <laughs> and I would not no, be surprised... about The Village, mate, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into that again. <laughs> I would not be... Like, if, uh, especially if after watching The Village, I would not be surprised if at the end the three girls are like, oh, what's happening here? And 23 James McAvoy's walking to them. <laughs> all all dressed different things. Yeah. Turns out they were clones the whole time. That's not... It's not ridiculous. Um, a little thing I would have done is... Uh, you know, there's a scene late on in the film where all the personalities are fighting with each other. And he, uh, right in front of her face, he is switching personalities. I think it would have been kind of... That would have been a good point to maybe just chuck a couple more in. Not in a big way. But he only rattles through the ones we've already seen. Uh, obviously, so the audience doesn't get confused. But I feel like the audience would have been smart enough if you'd had him maybe do two kind of ones we hadn't seen yet just for uh, a brief moment you're like oh well that's you know that's just more of the the 23 the collective because uh, I did think like why go for such a big number uh, if I I have an answer to that okay what's your answer but it relates to the end scene so I will what the zoo no the end end scene or the umbra- right should we just talk about that then which is well, not but that's the, the end scene I don't think pardon me that was me kicking the, that wasn't a burp that was me kicking the table <laughs> Other reveals are that um, it turns out they were locked in a zoo, which is apparently... Because the 24th personality is called Beast, mm. the Beast. And apparently uh, it's revealed that like that uh, is amalgamation of all the animals that he's been exposed to while he's been hidden in the zoo. Um which is kind of a that was a that was a cool reveal yeah it was not really a, it was kind of a non-thing you were watching I was going ah oh, that makes yeah, sense okay. yeah I was like okay that's yeah fine. that's fair enough the supernatural stuff were you behind like not even supernatural stuff the fringe science stuff I guess would be the best way to put it where like he's able to be really strong and take two shotgun blasts to the chest were you behind that uh, it was a little it was silly but the film's silly the film's kind so, of silly as, so as, like, as I said at the start it's not a case of it's not a case of turn your brain off and you'll have a good time. It's a case of if you're not willing to accept the kind of parameters that the film sets in place, 
you're not going to enjoy it. No, it's a hyperbole film. Like, yeah, it yeah. Is kind of so like you're it's... waiting for this build up of the beast, and the beast comes. I was like, yeah, cool, yeah, makes cool. sense. I mean, it is. I mean, yeah, the whole. I mean, shifting your fucking body with your brain chemistry. But like, I do like that idea that he just becomes this pure muscle bound fucking. Aye. I do wish they'd kept the beast more in the shadows than they do. For like, I thought a really good shot was when he's talking. He as the beast. He's talking to the psychiatrist and you don't see his like you just kind of see the top of his mouth and then his chest and he is just like roided the fuck out and it's all in kind of shadow and he just looks like he just looks like he could walk through a wall ah. as if it was no big deal and the, the whole building would crumble i wish it had been more like that because when you start to see him in more wider shots you start to realize that it is it's still, still just james mcavoy yeah who's like not not exactly the most intimidating guy no, no. um no, I, I I agree with that. One scene that I thought that was really kind of just a bit too stupid, a bit too on the nose, was uh, when he's running through the the train thing. I'm not sure why he has to go all the way to a train station. That yeah, I, I didn't understand that at all. Um, but the the scene that was specifically on the nose was the two policemen with the dog, and uh, the dog's barking like crazy, and the policeman oh, goes, "Guys, oh, hey, don't worry about it. It's like he it does that when he sees a hyena, <laughs> when he sees an animal, whatever that must have been. It must have been an animal. Are you listening, audience? Is this thing on? It was an animal, and it, the beast is an animal. That's gonna be fun to edit. <laughs> like yeah, it was very on the nose. Um, but yeah, I don't know really why he goes to a train, mm. empty train. Didn't make sense. Not like the... there's no set. That that's a bad bit of set. There's no set. He goes to the train, he's got some flowers, puts the flowers <laughs> oh, yeah, down. Oh, the flowers. Why does he do that? I assumed he bought them, it was Dennis buying them for pa- pa- oh. Petunia? Patricia? Patricia. It, it might be Petunia. It's going to get into my brain eventually. No, I, it's Patricia. You're probably going to let Patricia and I'm going to be entirely wrong the whole time. Let the devil in. Um, no, that is weird he goes all the way there. Mm, didn't make sense to me at all. Um, uh, I guess, yeah. Before we get to the kind of where we talk about the end bit like what like in terms of M. Night Shyamalan as a director and the way the film is put together shot any thoughts on that he's a, he's always been a visual visually mm, and a good so. director like um, I like the opening shot I really like her looking out the window and the out of focus people yeah. behind even just you just like he's a filmmaker just one shot you're like good job <laughs> for listeners I karate chopped my glasses to make a point um <laughs> Even just like in that one shot, you already know what that character's like. And he is like, he's, I feel like this is the problem of M. Night Shyamalan for the most of his latter part of his career. He's always been a better director than he has writer. Mm. Um, even as you say with dialogue, he's just not the best with dialogue. Um, but as this is, are we on a, a Shyamalan renaissance? Uh, an M. I Night renaissance? Like a, as I said when we talked about the trailer way back in the day which we weren't really talking about the trailer we were talking about him as a, ah. his career um i it is interesting to to see he is effectively go he is effectively on the route of an up-and-coming indie filmmaker hmm. but he's, yeah he was a huge director who kind of fell from grace and is slowly clawing his way he back was up. The, he but was... i don't think he's reaching too much which is good like hmm. i think he's kind of he's doing things in his in his wheelhouse that he knows, you know, he hopes that people will like. And I think, I thought The Visit was good. I, we both liked and like, visit. personally, like I said, silly as this is, I really, really, really liked Split a whole lot. So, like, I 
hope he's on the way back. Still casting himself in in roles, which I'm not. A I fond saw of. that. Like he kept it short though. Okay, so this is this will this will totally lead into the next bit. Ballsy fucking moves, casting himself in his own film. Right. As if everyone's gonna go. That's M Night Shyamalan. That's M Night Shyamalan. Ooh, that's M Night Shyamalan. And then here we go. Here we go. Straight up. <laughs> At the end of the movie, having Bruce Willis as the character from Unbreakable reference Samuel L. Jackson's character from Unbreakable as if everyone in the audience, again, is so fucking well-versed in M. Night Shyamalan's filmography that Unbreakable's not even the talked-about one. No. It's a good one. It's not the talked-about film. People talk about uh, Sixth Sense and Signs, mostly. It's a ball. He's a ballsy fucking guy. Aye. Just, just that it, almost egotistic. But like, it doesn't. It's egotistical, but it doesn't seem. It's not like a negative egotistical. No, it's like he he just genuinely, just seems to think that people know his stuff that well. <laughs> he can just. Hey, when did Unbreakable come out? Unbreakable was I want to say his second, his film after Sixth Sense. Like that was a what? That's got to at least be ten years, at yeah, least. It's, at oh, least. it's it's dated now. It's way over ten years. It's um, let me Google it. Me I because I'd say my point would be that like some of the audience seeing this might have never heard of Unbreakable. Some I think definitely younger audiences who are just there to see a horror film hmm. aren't going to understand that end scene. No, that's definitely for kind of a specific audience. Um. Unbreakable came out in 2000, so 16 years old. 17 years old. Yeah, nearly 17. 16-ish. Yeah, but so if you've got a 15-year-old kid who's come to see Split, I'm not sure it probably won't be able to... Oh, no, no, that just, just, I mean, you, that was something that, like, when we, when we were leaving, the amount of conversations that I could hear as we were walking out that were people explaining to other people <laughs> what the fuck that end scene was. It's, it's, it's just, it's an odd bit to put... It's such a nod to people who people like us who know his kind of filmography and who are going to get that it's not like it's not it, you know it's not like a a marvel film that's setting up the next movie or anything it's just a or is it i did think see when the scene started i did think is he about to tie this in to one of his old films but unbreakable wasn't the one i thought of see like, out of all of them unbreakable would probably like i didn't think of that i was like because like I saw it and they did start building it up and then they started talking about this um, very similar to this mm. other that case that was why I was like oh this is going to oh. call back to one of it is when they said that and I was like is he really going to do this and I was like what the fuck would they even do and then when the woman moves and Bruce Willis is there I was like oh, fuck me that's not like yeah, like I said that's not even your well known one <laughs> I, what if this is exactly what he's doing what if he's trying to make M. the Night, M. Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan cinematic Avengers. universe holy fuck what if that's what he's trying to do? This is what my thought was about the... That's con- it, because the film ends. McAvoy's still on the loose. Aye. He's still running about. And they're talking about how they're all going to take care of one another and gibbering to each other in the mirror. And there's a bunch of personalities we've never met that could be expanded Holy in another story. fuck. I am 100% on board for the M... N-S-C-U <laughs> Right, I I'm gonna blow your mind now I've sp- switched to Google Chrome so hopefully this won't pause my recording Okay um, Because I have here an article in the Hollywood Reporter 
You're familiar with The Hollywood Reporter? I'm familiar with The Boys at The Hollywood Reporter. This article I read before recording says that James McAvoy's character was in the original, original draft of Unbreakable. He was meant to be part of Unbreakable. Yeah. But that it makes just, sense. It never balanced. So he took him out, but always knew he wanted to do another film <laughs> with him. And um, 16 years later. And now uh, you've um, teased. Uh, this The question was You've teased an Unbreakable sequel for years. Was this it? Or are we going to see another one with Bruce Willis as the star? This is down the line, but my hope is to make one final movie that combines the two. M. Night Shyamalan saying that himself. Fuck. You are getting the. Uh, you're most likely going to get the M. Night Shyamalan Avengers. Alright, here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The whole film, big, big, big chase movie, culminates, cultivates, culminates, <laughs> ends. <laughs> big fight in the village. Right? It's pretty good. And also, <laughs> aliens show up. <laughs> And, but that's happening in the background because Will Smith and Jaden Smith are fighting the aliens off. And also, uh, the last Evander. There's some ghosts, and then well, no, we ignore that. <laughs> Even M Night Shyamalan wants to ignore that. <laughs> I'm so on board. That's that's because Unbreakable is probably my. I don't know. I still think the as, as fucking you, you made me totally rethink the village in so many ways. <laughs> but I still really, really love the village. I love it a whole lot, and I think that's probably my favorite of his movies. And I think Unbreakable would probably be close second. Um, actually, you know, when I was back in Aberdeen over the holidays, Signs was on. Yeah, film four. I watched like, I got home. I was quite drunk. I watched like. Oh, second hour of it it's okay signs i think this is the problem like with the signs bad reception because i think it works better as a personal drama than it does as a sci-fi mm. film when the sci-fi elements are obviously really stupid but when it's like about mel gibson uh and trying to come back like trying to get back into his faith after his wife's car crash i think that works more i think it works well because i don't think m night Shyamalan's the best at that but it works better when it's um, about that than when it's about the aliens. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's it confirmed. Fuck me. That's quite... That's interesting. Like I said, that's... Because that's a, that's a 16-year-old movie that he wants to tie in to a, a week-old like, yeah, movie. Yeah, a contemporary one. It's interesting. I'll give him that. It makes sense now. I did think it was like interesting that they kind of leave him alive at the end. But yeah, it seems like for the beast to run amok. Yeah, the beast. it seems like um, that's what he wants to do. Mm. Um, there was also a thing in the Hollywood Reporter that um, article where he was asked about the idea of the beast, which I thought was really interesting. And um, you're it, listening to the Hollywood Reporter podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, more the in- interview with M Night Shyamalan because M Night Shyamalan was talking about it, and he says usually a horror film has um, punishes the people that have sex but this is kind of the inversion version of that the one that gets away is the one that has had sex before but in in um molested form so um it was kind of an inversion of that which i thought was really interesting especially because 
there's, as I say, they go out of their way to sort of sexualize the other two girls before locking them in a cupboard and disregarded them. They go out their way to sexualize them a lot, but like not the main girl. The main girl, she stays like, um, she stays like, yeah, her, her purity is her impurity. Um, if to like, and that what, what's get her, uh, gets her out of the situation. So I thought it was a, that was a nice, clever sort yeah. of inversion of a, um, typical horror trope. Good on you, M Night. You have something. In I you. think it's just yeah. It's. I think um, I get <clears throat> him as a director, and again, this comes back to kind of what we spoke about recently with how a lot of films recently the big problem with is just they're very incoherent. Things just kind of happen. There's no setup or anything for them, and I think he do- He did do a pretty good job of. Not like nothing in the film seems broken. Mm. Nothing apart from a, t- a few tiny bits. Nothing feels out of place. He establishes kind of the rules of this character and the world, and he runs with it, and he never breaks it. The editing's never clunky. Um, <coughs> didn't really notice the music now that I think about it. I couldn't really say anything about the score, but um, yeah, I just think it's a solid film that if you're willing to just accept the silliness of it. Think you'll have a good time. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. I yeah. I thought it was a fun film. I thought it was um. Yeah, I thought like as as you say, if you accept the the strangeness and just put it aside as just like this is what we're running with, it was really it was really fun. Hmm. Yeah, I um I really enjoyed it. I'm curious to see what people think of it. Aye, because we <clears throat> like even when we came out of the film, I still haven't. No, we haven't looked at any reviews. The only thing I looked at was um. The M. Night Shyamalan uh, interview because mm. it talked very specifically about the unbreakable twist, and yeah. it was like, I want to know what his what his motive is, because like if it's the sort of Avengers post credit tease for the next film, it makes more sense than, ha, huh, remember I made that film, <laughs> like remember when I used to be good at making films. That's what it felt like. No, knowing that, that's a better reason. But that watching <laughs> for the first time, that's what it felt like. It felt like patting himself on the back yeah this weird callback to like remember when I, even if you didn't like this movie oh god let me remember when i made some bloody good and still remember unbreakable with the train crash how good that was remember it's all good such now. a weird because it's such a, a personal franchise thing for him because like studios jump at the idea of making franchise out of films mm. but no no studio was thinking fuck i think we could get a the few MNFCU. more sequels out of unbreakable don't you guys don't you think like well really that re- nobody has stopped talking about unbreakable yeah. since that came out it's such a such a personal thing for m night to want to do this um crossover film more part of it, like i said he's he's made some very bad mistakes but i don't think it's ever been i think he really really does mean well Aye. with his films and uh, you and me like the visit, and we like split. Maybe that maybe this is him on the backup. I hope so. Uh, Did people like the visit? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't. It was quite. It was quite. It's quite low budget, in fairness. Because mm. we liked the visit a lot. We liked it. We yeah. were. I was very especially being behind the visit. If he meant it to be like a comedy, comedy horror, which he, oh, he one hundred percent did. Yeah. Like that, it's very on the nose, but. Uh, uh, because cool. uh, I think mean, that's that's the interesting thing about the visit and split. They so strange films. They're like it's a horror film about old people being mental, and a horror film about a guy with twenty three personalities. Yeah. Such a long way from Earth, After Earth, which even watching the trailer was exhausting. <sighs> I don't know why I went to see that movie. I didn't see it. Oh, I saw it. I was better than you. I remember Danny. 
I remember six years ago. In some ways, you're still <laughs> in the down. film. It just it, that's such a generic, boring. This is just every sci-fi film ever. Try not to fall mm. asleep. But now he's gone. Right, let's make some fucking weird films. I've still never seen Last Airbender. Nah, neither. neither. Even Curiosity just do- it just doesn't get to me where I'm like, oh, people say this is so bad, but it's also like two hours long. And like, <laughs> I want to put myself through. We're quite a fan of M Night here at Second Opinion, for right, better or worse. Yeah. yeah. So maybe maybe we'll get to it one day. Well, you haven't seen the show, have you? I think right goal of Second Opinion, <laughs> long term goal, get M Night Shyamalan on the podcast. Oh really? How good? Would I that thought you were going to just say review all his films. No 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 no. I want to get M Night Shyamalan. Should we get him to Second Opinion his own film? M Night, if you're listening, <laughs> and you know you are. <laughs> You're you're part of an Australian dem- demographic, mate. Glasgow, the bedroom of my flat. Come on in. We've, done, we've, had, we've, had, we've had three people on the podcast before. It went okay. You'd really bring in the numbers. It'd be a big hit home for us. Home run. <laughs> hit home. We're trying to appeal to your baseball side tonight. <laughs> you Americans. Uh, yeah, that's my long-term plan. Yeah, and I'll tell them how much I love the village. And then we can all watch. La- we should, if we get M Night on, we should watch and review Last Airbender. I just go. What was this all about? Maybe we should do Last Airbender because neither of us have seen it. No, that's why I said we should do. It. Have you seen the show? Yes. You've seen the show. Yes. Okay. Well, I've not seen the show, so that would be interesting. One perspective. We should me. do that. We should. Yeah. Why don't? Because that would be interesting if you attack it being a fan, like knowing the show, and I'll try and defend it without knowing the show. It's been just a long time film. since I've watched show, but I think it's the shows on Netflix. So I could do a fucking heavy binge. Yeah. Catch up on the show. and then, Well, not catch up, but like rewatch it so I remember it all. And then we'll sit and watch the Because it'd be like an adaption thing. It'd be Second Opinion does adaptions. Like um, you you say why it's bad because of this and I'll try and defend it uh, as a film on its own. I think yeah. that'd be interesting. You say yes. I say no. You say goodbye. I say hello. Coffee, right? <laughs> uh, cool. I don't think there's much more to say. No. We've rambled for quite a while. Yeah, we've done a good job. Well done. Done uh, good. Good, good. You've done good hassle. Huh? Lunch break, lunch break, lunch break, lunch break, lunch break. Um, we're going to go do something else now. It's been a good day, Danny. Done a whole lot. Bowling. Saw a movie. Had a haggis supper. Well, we made haggis neeps and dies. It's good. Happy birthday, Robbie. Robbie! Hey! If hey. you're listening, Robbie, this one's for you. Maybe Robbie Burns is one of the 23 personalities. <laughs> You'll never know, you'll never know. Enjoy your JK. Uh, fuck. It's Eminem. Oh. <laughs> you said JK Eminem's! I win! I win! I forgot which one. I win! I, win. <laughs> I forgot which you one I... Tell everyone out here I win! I forgot which one I was meant to be in favour of. Uh, enjoy your JK Simmons, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.